All right. All right. Let's move on. Number five. We're almost there. Number five. Opportunities that you didn't ask for. This is how we know that God is opening up a door. There's going to be opportunities that are going to be offered to you that you were not even thinking about. And you didn't even ask for it. There's going to be many times that God will bless you and you won't even see it coming because of your obedience, giftings and humble spirit simply opened up doors that you didn't ask for. Consider the story of Saul. And that's in first Samuel nine, the story of Saul and first Samuel nine. He never asked to be king. Saul never asked to be king, but God saw fit for him to walk in a new anointing. So some doors are going to be so huge that if you knew ahead of time, you would allow doubt and personal insecurities block you and sabotage that door being open. So sometimes God, he will turn things around and he will move so swift on you. And then before you know, you just like, oh, you, oh, I'm it. Yep, you it. Because, because God sees your faithfulness. And let me tell you this, every great man and woman you see, they may be equipped, they may have been skilled, learned skills on how to deal things, but you're never ready. You're never ready. The only thing is you got to have confidence in God and you got to walk on what he has opened up for you. You have to walk through the doors he has opened up for you. You got to trust and lean on God. God, you got me here, so I know you're going to get me through. Never become overwhelmed when God blesses you with an opportunity that you haven't asked for. God has noted your faithfulness and God is saying it is time. And God will... Blow you in a situation just like that because God sees how you, he, he has viewed your heart, your intentions, and he knows that you are now ready to be put in there. He knows when you're ready. Even though we may feel that we are not ready, God knows. So when those opportunities come your way that you didn't ask for, don't say, well, oh, I, I'm not a writer, but they asked me, they, they said they would give me an extra 20 grand if I, if I be a grant writer, but I don't know. Let, baby girl, if you know how to write ABC one, two, three, and that opportunity came to you and it's a God thing to get, look, give me a minute. Let me read a book. I'm going to be the best grant writer that you ever experienced grant writing for you and your company and your life. Move when God says move. That's the key root here. Move when God says move. There are going to be opportunities that you have not asked for, but God has seen your faithfulness and he is blowing in your direction to push you through that door of opportunity. Ooh, God is good. Come on. Number six. Number six. Knowing how God is opening up a door for us. God speaks to you in your dreams. You remember in the books, in the book of Acts chapter two, God said that he was going to blow his spirit upon all, upon all flesh. And the young men are going to have visions and the old men are going to have dreams and the young women, they're going to prophesy. Look, God is still moving in our dreams and in, in using visions to speak to us. Don't ignore your dreams and your visions. Those things have great have a, a, a have a great a, a, a impact on how once again you are to move through your doors of opportunity. Throughout the Bible, we see the Lord speaks in dreams, and in those moments where we uh, cannot object to stand in the way of God. See, in a dream, you just land and you sleep, right? You're just you're, you're content and you're sleep, and it's nothing that you really can do in a dream but just be a person that's observing. So God, He don't we can't stand in the way of our dreams. When God shows us that He shows us things in our dream, He's ministered directly to our spirit and to our hearts. 
from showing our future uh, 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 to showing us ministry, to showing us uh, different things in our careers. God is using those dreams to direct us. It's important to keep a journal. Keep a little journal. When God starts giving you dreams and God starts speaking to you, keep a little journal. Write those things down so that you can recall them and refer back to them as showing you how God has been pushing and leading you along the way. Uh, uh, Job 33, 14 through 5. Job 33, 14 through 15. Excuse me. Job 33, 14 through 15. For God does speak. Now one way, now another. Though no one perceives it, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds. Do not ignore your dreams. Those things are speaking something to you. They're speaking life. If you if you don't get you, uh, uh, and, and I, I used to love this growing up, I, my grandmother, she used to interpret dreams. And y'all don't be going to these soothsayers and tower card readers. Children of the Most High God, we've been told, Leviticus tells us we are not to deal with those types of persons. We pray for them, but we don't deal with them. Let me tell you something. As a believer of the Most High God, the only thing you have to do is, like I said before, get around people, a council of men and women of God, and they will help you to interpret your dreams. Well, why did this happen? And why why did I see a bear? Why, why, why did I see myself, you know, cleaning floors in my dream? You'll have God will put men and women around, or women and men of God around you that will help you to get an interpretation to your dream. Once again, keep a record of your dreams. Keep a little journal next to your bed when it's fresh off your mind. And you jump up out, you write those things down because you'll be able to recall them. And when you start seeing how God has been moving all along the way, He's been speaking to you through your dreams. Yes, God speaks to us in our dreams. I just gave you the scripture, Job thirty-three fourteen through fifteen. All right, almost there, almost there. Number seven, it blesses others. How do we know doors of opportunities are being opened? Because salvation is a gift that keeps on giving. And God blesses his children so that we can be a blessing to someone else. If a door of opportunity is being opened on your behalf, people around you, people around you are going to be blessed. And see, this sometimes you, you got to be careful with it. Sometimes, you know, people, you know, they'll want to hold on to your coattails, but you'll know like when God has blessed you and you have had a heart to, let's say, do a food pantry. And so many people, you're, God has given you the ability to feed hundreds of people. Some of them you may never get to know personally, but you may see them every so often face to face. You're being a blessing to that individual. Now, I'm not talking about leeches. I'm not talking about people that hang on to you because they don't want to pray. They're too lazy to be disciplined to pray fast and read the word for themselves. So they look at you as a, ooh, you're a lucky charm. Can you, can you pray? No, we touch and agree and believe in prayer, but we should not be looking at men and women of God or our fellow brothers and sisters who are part of the gospel as lucky charm. Ooh, she got an anointing when she prayed. Oh, so, so. no, we all have a measure of faith. Stop being lazy. Discipline yourself, study the word of God, fast and pray so that your prayers can be just as effective. So we don't want to be being a leech onto anybody, but we do know that when we are in a rightful place with God, we will be a blessing. People will be happy when they, just your presence. Sometimes people, they, they may not ask for nothing. They're just happy when you are a part of the number, when they see your face. So let's remember that. 
Whatever doors of opportunities are being opened, God is not selfish and he does not train us as his children to be selfish. But God will allow for us to be in a place where it will have a ripple effect. Never do this. I met so many people and it was just like, I, I, this is when I started my doctoral program. I had so many people, what, what are you doing? This and other. And they really didn't have a plan. But I told them, I'm, I'm, I want to get my doctorate. I want to, you know, this, I want to go, this, that, and the other. And they would follow and they would go behind and then they would start doing the same thing. That's a blessing. That's not supposed to say, oh, somebody copying off of me. Oh, no, it's not. So now guess what? Because of you having a desire to excel, now you're having a ripple effect and you're creating others who have to have a desire to excel. Don't get mad because you see somebody and they say, oh, you, every time, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm working in, in the church and I'm cleaning the door. So here comes something just copying and trying to do the same thing. Don't, don't, don't have that, that kind of spirit. That's what we're supposed to do. Our light is supposed to shine before man, where in our light is so bright, it will, it will ignite the fire on the inside of somebody else to want you to do the very same thing, if not more. My, uh, 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 um, uh, my, uh, director, of schools, he was it's called Provis, Provis, our Provis, um, Doc, uh, uh, or Roberts, when he was living and we were, uh, attending Or Roberts University, when we had chapel services, his message, his model to us as, uh, students, as scholars, do better, do greater than what I have done. You should always want somebody to excel. If you cause for somebody else to dress better, to smell better, to take better care of them, their health, to do better, to, to get a house, to build a house, to bet, to cook better, to speak better, to write a book. You encourage somebody to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Who do we represent? Jesus, right? The son of the most high God. Jesus came to this earth and so many of us follow in his footsteps. We, it's so many followers of Yahshua to this day. After centuries, when he left this earth, there are still many followers of Yahshua. Why? Because he let his light shine so bright in this world that even while physically he no longer is in the earth, his presence still remains. The same thing is what we're supposed to do. When we leave this earth, we should leave a mark that our name carries on generation after generation, far after we have left this planet. So never ever get in a place to say, oh, oh, somebody's always mimicking me or, oh, they just trying to do what I'm doing. No, 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 no. You're going to bless somebody. Recognize that you have blessed somebody else. Proverbs 11.25. Proverbs 11.25. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Never forget that. All right. Number eight. It brings peace. When God is opening up a door for you, it's going to bring peace to your spirit. You're not going to be feeling all anxious. You're not going to be feeling like, oh, boy, this, that, oh, oh, oh. You know, you, you might get excited because you're like, oh, look what the Lord has done. But it's going to cause for you to be at peace. When the Lord brings you a new opportunity, it's not going to be where you're going to be confused about it. You may face opposition here and there from your enemy, of course, because, you know, the weapons going to be formed, but they will not prosper. But you're going to still have peace. We need to know that God's peace is going to be our guide. When you are moving in the direction God is calling you into, you're going to find that you can face opposition with confidence. 
knowing that God is in charge and he is the one directing your path. For I know the thoughts that I think for you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. And number nine, here we go. Confirm, confirmation. God confirms through prayer. Whenever you have a person prophesying over you, it should be a word that God had already confirmed while you were in prayer with him. And he'll use a prophet. He'll use uh, one of his ambassadors. He will use one of his vessels to speak to you to say, you've been in prayer. And I just want you to know what you have been asking God for. He's saying it is now time to move. And they will be specific. If it, if God, you want to be an engineer, God is telling you to go to NJIT. God just tell them specifically. You won't sit there and be like, you ain't never have a conversation with that person. They don't know the details of what you would do. But God's going to drop the knowledge into them to speak to you, to confirm and let you know what you've been praying for, what you've been seeking me for. I already told you it's going to happen. Now I'm just going to use something that wherein you can now connect the visual with the physical, with the human aspect. Now you're going to be able to connect and see that I am confirming. And, and what a powerful God that we serve because usually God confirms it in, in two persons. Like you'll speak to somebody here and then I, several times somebody said, Oh my goodness, you're, you're the second person that told me that. You're the second person. Cause in that moment, God was using me to confirm something that that individual was working out. So you got to once, once again, you have to be knowledgeable of the fact that first of all, you have to have a prayer life. You have to know that what it means to talk to God and to hear from him. And, and you have to know that if God is speaking, hearing his voice overrides any other thing. There will be some doors that God will have you walk through that go against conventional wisdom or patterns. It may be uh, some instructions that may, may seem foreign to you, but you have to be able to not run from those opportunities, but really go to God in prayer. The more you're connected to God in prayer, the easier it becomes to hear his voice with precision. It will be his voice. Ultimately, it will be his voice that's going to illuminate you and that's going to cause for you to see those paths very clear and to see the steps that you need to take. All other opportunities, no matter how great they may be, they may seem a distraction in your life. But when it's God, it's going to be confirmed. There's going to be a peace. When you have a prayer life, you're going to know the voice of God. His sheep know, they know his voice. You're going to know the voice of your father because you have been disciplined and you have been practicing and keeping yourself in prayer. I just want you to know that when you speak to God, you have to go with confidence and you have to know in confidence that when God is relaying a message to you, receive it. Don't allow for insecurity. Don't allow for the naysayers. Please don't allow for the naysayers to get in your head. Because if that, if you allow that to happen, if you allow doubt to come in, you cheat yourself out of God or what God is truly saying to you, what God is truly trying to show you and bless you with. Don't cheat yourself. Please, naysayers, you really got to, because naysayers, remember Jesus, uh, 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 one minute, Hosanna, Hosanna, and those same, that same group of people, crucify him, crucify him. That's why you can't pay people no mind. Just go ahead and as long as you're in that 
praying a prayer and talking to God, keep moving as God is calling you to move. God is going to bless you. Receive those opportunities with faith and humility. Don't get puffy headed. Don't get, you know, all snobbish. Just know, always give glory to God. If it wasn't, but for the grace of God, always acknowledge wherever you go, where God takes you from uh, 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 deeper depths to higher heights, different levels from glory to glory, always honor God. And the concluding scripture for for tonight, it's Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. I do pray that you got something out of tonight's lesson, knowing the doors of opportunity that God is opening for you. Remember to keep yourself in prayer fast and read his word. These are spiritual tools, the spiritual toolkit that God has created for his children to be strong, to stand against the wiles of the enemy, and to live life and live it abundantly. Until we meet or speak again, my prayer is that the blessing of the Lord continue to make you rich, adding no sorrow to it. God bless and keep you, my friend, is my prayer. Good night.